Welcome to the Smart Weight Loss Coaching Podcast. I'm Dr. Lisa Olson, a board-certified weight loss medicine specialist and certified life coach. In this podcast, I'll share fresh insights and effective techniques for incorporating mindset, habit change, and proven science into your life. Are you ready to achieve sustainable weight loss, wellness, and longevity? Then let's jump in and lose weight the smart way. Before we jump into today's episode about the scale, I'd like to read you an email I just received from a new client shortly after she joined our Smart Weight Loss Coaching Program. Why? Because right now we're running a holiday special with the biggest discount we've ever offered. And I think hearing from someone who just joined the Smart Weight Loss Coaching Program last week will get you excited to transform your approach to weight loss. If you've ever considered joining our program, it would be bananas to wait any longer. Why pay almost double when you can register today and get our special holiday discount? So here's what I got from Heather, one of our newest group members. I'm so happy I have this opportunity to join your amazing group. I love watching and listening to your videos every chance I get. I've struggled for years trying to find what's right for me. Your approach to weight loss is so different than anything else I've tried, and I am beyond excited to start this new journey. By the way, I love your hair. It's so pretty. Well, thank you, Heather. I had to leave the hair comment in there because it's so funny. For those of you who haven't seen me live on Zoom or in person at one of our pop-up walks, I do have some streaks of blue in my hair in homage to my teenagers who often have colorful hair. So if you're a woman who wants to lose weight, who likes to connect with other positive, supportive women, and who's motivated to live healthier longer, head over to www.smartweightlosscoaching.com and use the coupon code HEALTHYHOLIDAYS2023, all in caps, to get our best discount ever. Now, let's dive into a discussion of the dreaded scale, shall we? I'm just kidding. Stepping on the scale doesn't have to fill us with dread, which is exactly why we're going to talk about how to diffuse its power. This morning, my husband walked into the bedroom and announced, apparently, I weigh less in the morning than I do at night. I thought he was joking around, but I stopped in my tracks when I realized he was seriously just learning this fact that we tend to weigh more in the evening and less in the morning. Ladies, am I right in guessing that all of you weigh yourselves first thing in the morning, naked, before eating, and only after using the bathroom? I started to wonder, is this a gender thing? So I started reaching out to friends to find out when everyone weighs in and what their rituals are about getting on the scale. It turns out that in my very informal survey of a bunch of friends and clients, pretty much everyone other than my husband thought the proper time to weigh in was in the morning. But interestingly, the men noted morning as the best time to weigh in, completely devoid of any scale drama. They step on the scale in the morning, but they don't have any particular thoughts about why they're choosing to weigh in the morning. It just seems to be the protocol. 
I'm sure I'll get all sorts of pushback here. Remember, although I'm a science-focused physician, this was just a fun and informal exploration of people's attitudes and rituals around the scale. Let's talk about the women's response to this conversation. They all mentioned weighing in first thing in the morning, naked and before eating. Oh my goodness, did I get an earful of other thoughts about weighing in. Here are a few. I never weigh in unless I fully use the bathroom, both number one and number two. (laughs) That's not the technical medical term. I'm just quoting here. Another friend said, there is no way on this green earth that I would step on any scale any other way. And certainly never after a shower, because you don't want a single drop of moisture on your body when you weigh in. Seriously, we cannot even be moist. This is a female rule. (laughs) And yet another person said, I would remove my toenail polish before stepping on the scale if I could. No earrings, no jewelry, not even a wedding band. The emotional reaction to the scale was no surprise to me. I hear it all the time from women. We make the number on the scale a judgment about our worth. If the number is high, we failed. We've been defeated. We'll never pull it together and lose the weight. Or if the number is down a bit, sometimes we use that against ourselves too. It's not down enough. So we judge ourselves just as harshly as if we had gained weight. Sometimes when the number is steady or it's only down a bit, we believe what we're doing isn't working just because it hasn't worked yet. We miss the opportunity to delay gratification and trust that our effort will eventually pay off. But actually, weight loss typically isn't fast. Most people aren't losing a pound a week, despite what the internet tells us to expect. And weight loss doesn't tend to be linear. Some weeks, the number on the scale will head downward, and some weeks it holds stable. Other weeks, it might bump up a pound, even when the overall trajectory is going to be a decrease in weight over time. So many women get frustrated by the scale, and they don't stick around long enough to see their hard work pay off. I find this surprising because these same women are typically skilled at delaying gratification in other areas of their lives. They might have gone to grad school or learned to paint or mastered a musical instrument, or they've become adept at pickleball. These things take time, but for some reason, given the scale time to respond to lifestyle changes is hard. Sometimes when the news isn't expected to be good, people avoid the scale at all costs. I get it, but the data tells us that the more we avoid the scale, the more likely we are to gain weight. Or if we've lost weight and we avoid the scale, we will regain. So we want to find our peace when it comes to weighing in. You can weigh in daily if that's not triggering for you, or weekly is fine too. But I strongly recommend not going too long between weighing in. Listen, friends, the number on the scale is simply a data point. It's a data point that we need to keep us generally on track, but we don't need to panic about that data point. Positive change can take months to show up on the scale. Not days or even weeks, but often months. When you understand that, it's easier to decide what you're going to make it mean when you step up to weigh in. 
Even though I was making fun of myself earlier for the rules we women have around weighing in, and I count myself among women doing that, I definitely agree that being consistent with the time and the way you weigh in allows you to compare apples to apples. It's not especially helpful to weigh in with shoes and clothes one week and totally naked at a different time of day the next week. We all understand that. The great news is that you don't have to give all of your power away to the scale. You're 100% in charge of what you're going to make it mean when you step onto that scale. Your thoughts about it will create the feeling you have when you see the number. Imagine what I create for myself if I step on the scale thinking something like this. If the number isn't under 200 pounds, I'm going to quit because obviously this isn't working. Here's the thing. That thought will lead me to feel worthless or maybe hopeless and certainly defeated if the number on the scale is 201 instead of 199. Once you feel defeated, you're a lot more likely to give in to the holiday dessert buffet and make it a food carnival. Why bother, right? When you feel defeated, why try? And that will essentially block your ability to lose weight going forward. So the next time you step on the scale, you'll see a higher number again, and you'll feel even worse about yourself. But here's the thing I want you to notice. It's not the fact that the scale said 200 pounds that made you give up, overeat dessert, and gain weight. It's your thought. If the number isn't under 200, I'm going to quit because this isn't working. Okay, smarties, ready to reclaim your power? Let's purposefully curate a thought. That's a thing. You're allowed to decide what you're going to make the number mean when you step on the scale, so let's choose a different thought and play it out. I'll give you a couple of examples. How about this one? I'm doing my best to navigate food at work, and I'm watching my portions. If the scale is up, that's okay. I won't give up. I'm simply going to keep trying. I know my effort is going to pay off eventually. When you think thoughts like this, you probably feel pretty patient, maybe even peaceful, and potentially even a little bit proud of yourself for your effort. And when you feel patient and proud, I think you're likely to do well at the dessert buffet at your holiday work party. Here's another example. The most important thing is that I've been limiting my ultra-processed foods, and I've gone for a walk twice this week. I'm making progress. And I know that it takes time for that to show up on the scale. When you think that thought, how do you feel? I'd say I feel calm. And when I feel calm, I'm more likely to go out for another walk or to continue reading my ingredient labels on food. A calm person will take actions that eventually drive weight loss. But a hopeless and frustrated person will find it hard to make healthy choices. What I really want you to see is that your voice matters. Your thoughts create your feelings, and you have complete power over that. Whatever your relationship is with the scale, whether you avoid it, you hate it, you manipulate it, or you strip down before it without even a drop of moisture in your hair, this is your invitation to dial down the drama. Tell that scale there's a new voice in town, and that voice is not shaming, It's not a mean girl. It's not up against some sort of random arbitrary weight loss deadline. That voice is smart. 
It's patient and understands that the weekly weigh-in is kind of like a gutter guard in a bowling alley. It just keeps us from getting way off track into a different lane. Sometimes when the women in my program increase their distress tolerance around the scale, they want to know what they should do when the news is good. Because sometimes it is good, right? In fact, often I hear good news from my clients. Should they avoid celebrating because they're not giving their power away to the scale? They're not making that number mean too much? This is a pretty interesting question for me. I like to do a gentle celebration of good news. Just something simple like, oh, cool. It's great to see that the scale is noticing my effort. Or awesome, I'm making progress with my goals and it's finally showing up on the scale. High five to me, I'm doing it. So I try to celebrate the non-scale victories way more than the scale progress. You know what I mean by non-scale victories, right? Things like fitting into a smaller size, being able to shop in the stores you like, crossing your legs in a way that's comfortable when it didn't used to be, or perhaps being able to keep up with your kids on the ski slopes or on a bike ride. It's time to think about your NBA, your next best action. The next time you step up for a weekly weigh-in, I invite you to pause for a moment and decide what you're going to make it mean. It's up to you to find the words to coach yourself. My role is simply to remind you that your thoughts create your feelings and actions. You are in charge, so go ahead and take back your power. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like more support during your smart weight loss journey, check out our group coaching program at smartweightlosscoaching.com. Until next time, stay well and stay smart.